Hello, as you know, my name is Rachel, so I wanna take you back, not just to this past year, but for my faith story, as I believe you should know a little bit more where my faith story began. I remember the day like it was yesterday, June 13th, 2000, the day my first nephew was born. I remember walking upstairs to my mom crying and noticed she had gotten off the phone with the doctors and had written lots of things down on a paper. I remember reading something like this, AVM, not cancer, MRIs, and doctor's visits. I was 17 years old and had just finished 11th grade with the worst headaches ever and had gone to see the doctor as they lasted for whatever seemed like days on end. He ordered a CT scan and these were the results. I spent most of the summer doing more testing, doctor's visits, evaluations, and numerous scans. And then brain surgery was scheduled. Why God? Why me? I was mad. I was scared. I had mixed emotions. What would I be like after brain surgery? It was not fair. My first surgery was scheduled for August 1st through an artery in my leg going up to my brain where metal coils were placed. Days later, I had a craniotomy where my skull was opened and aneurysm clips were placed. The surgery lasted what I was told was eight hours. When coming out of surgery and waking up, my mom said I was fingerspelling sign language, which I had learned from a friend in high school. My sisters quickly learned the letters to see what I was signing, and they came out saying I was spelling the word angels. From there, I stayed the remainder of the month learning how to walk, talk, feed myself, bathe myself, write, color, and read. Things a 17-year-old should know how to do. And one thing, I was not able to go on a missions trip to England as planned that August. It was such a disappointment. Eventually, I was able to have one night away, a trial test at home. I remember getting home, and my new room was next to my parents' bedroom, with things changed all around the house. Starting here is when I began to sink in that life was never going to be the same. So fast forward closer to the present. Um, our family started attending Timberwood roughly eight years ago after moving to the area from my hometown of Monamia. That is where I had met my husband, Chris, through a mutual friend I had worked with. Nisswa was such a welcoming town, and my husband and I have now raised two of our, our boys, Elijah and Isaac. I currently work at my dream job as a pediatric nurse, where I now get to see many of my friends here from Timberwood. I have one little patient here. The first time I saw her, she says, hey, you're that girl from church. <laughs> my heart was filled with joy that day. So this spring, I was asked by Amanda if I'd be interested in going as a chaperone to Detroit on a missions trip. Within seconds of opening her email, I was covered in goosebumps. Absolutely, I replied back. Her reply to me went, wahoo! <laughs> Preparing for Detroit and meeting with the team and getting ready for the trip filled my heart with joy. Knowing I had missed one trip in my life as a teenager and now getting to go with these kids would be something that would change my life, a second chance as I had missed going to England. It was a week before we were to leave, and while I was at church, I got a text from my niece saying that my sister was back in the hospital due to her MS. After church that day, our, church, our team made final plans. We packed things, and we finished making the preparations. All with this with my sister, who was 15 months older than me in mind. 
Stacy was diagnosed 17 years ago with MS. I left work early that Monday to go spend the afternoon with her in the ICU. Upon getting there, she was awake off and on. When she woke up, she was very confused, not herself. However, I talked with her. We shared stories, and I prayed with her. We were even able to call our parents, and she was able to listen to them on the phone. As we talked to her, I said, Stacy, do you know who I am? And she said, a nurse. Indeed, I had my scrubs on and a mask, but I took my mask down, and I remember her saying, oh, it's Rachel. My heart smiled. Before leaving, we prayed again. She looked so peaceful as I left. For the next two days, I was unable to make it to the hospital, but she was able to have her children, husband, and our parents visit. Then Thursday before leaving for Detroit, I decided to stop in and see her, as I didn't know when I'd see her again. Before leaving that night, we prayed with her. And while praying, I said, Stacy, if you're ready to go home to Jesus and not fight anymore, you have battled this enough. It's okay. And with that, I left her hugging her and kissing her on the cheek. Upon walking out of the hospital and feeling such a presence of just knowing that she would be okay, I text my family that she had been doing better. I felt like going to Detroit the next day was okay. That night I did not sleep well, but up for, to leave for Detroit early that morning with my team. That morning we were up and on the road headed for Detroit back bright and early. Before we got to St. Cloud, my sister Jill called, but I was driving, so I was unable to answer. A little while longer we stopped, and I called my mom. She had told me that my family was called to the hospital to be with Stacy. My heart sank to my stomach. I was so confused, what do I do? My mom told me to keep going as she would not, there would be nothing I could do and that I was able to spend last night with her. So I got back in the van and kept driving. With my team all around me, we continued to Chicago. As, re as we were driving, a storm went through and I remember telling Joy that the sunbeams from heaven looked like they were opening and welcoming somebody home. As we drove south, two of my siblings were driving north on the same road, and they saw a rainbow. Yet I had peace and continued to head to Chicago with my team. Upon arriving in Chicago, I got a text from one of the pediatricians I work with that my son Elijah had tested positive for COVID. And bam, just like that, I was in a dilemma. So we hopped back in the van, and we went to Target to pick up a few more things. It was COVID test for me. Praise God, these tests came back negative. We soon then left for dinner at the sushi place, which was tradition I had learned. While sitting down and eating, I got a text from my niece saying, she's gone. I remember looking at Joy and asking her for the hotel room and letting her know. Standing up, I looked at Amanda and walked out. While looking at Amanda, she whispered to me, I love you. I left my team and made it back to the hotel room in a daze, questioning God, why? But yet I felt such a peace knowing Stacy was no longer suffering. I called home and decided it was time to head home. My amazing team eventually made it back to the hotel and we made an amazing night bonding together. I was then dropped off at Chicago airport the next morning by seven with tear-filled eyes. 
I watched my team drive away toward Detroit. Later that week, we laid my best, best big sister, my first best friend to rest. She was able to go home to be with Jesus, no longer suffering and pain-free, moving her body and whole at once. God had other plans for me to go on this trip, which I will never know. And to this day, as I walk out of my house, I continue to see this butterfly around our house. Jesus, you are beautiful. And I thank you for reminding me of my sister when I see this butterfly or hear the wind chime outside of my window when there is no wind. At peace you are, Stacy, and until I see you again, dance with Jesus. <laughs>